Topic number 26. Woo-hoo! This is it, a half a year. A half a year. Yeah, welcome guys. Thank you for coming again. It's 20, like bitch. 26 times you guys have been here. Wow. Well, actually, not really. It doesn't hey. work. Oh. <laughs> we, we made all the first 26 in one day. It's our 26th anniversary of our first episode. Just to clarify for that guy that pointed well, out to right. me. Well, he's right. Anniversary is a year. But. Yeah, but he pointed out to me, and he actually sent me the, the definition from the dictionary, what an anniversary is. He was kind of pissed off. Yeah. So, well, you know, some people... Look, the people that listen to this don't have a life. You can have an anniversary of whatever you want. This, why you know, is there so many rules? But the people that listen to this don't have a life. <laughs> Obviously. Well, there you go. <laughs> Mr. Bruce Foreman, you've been in Scotland. I'm in Scotland. You, you sat, oh, you great, mate. And how was that? It was exceptional. It's a beautiful place. It's a really far north, so it didn't get... It, I was there for the longest day of the year. Really? And it didn't get dark till about 12 at night, 12.30, and got light again at 4. It was, it was That's a hell of a work day. Yeah, mm. but, you know, the win- <laughs> winter time they sleep a lot. But... Um, and probably why they drink so much. But it was sure fun time. It's unbelievable beauty, great people, fun to hang. You can't understand a word they say. They drive on the wrong side hey. of the street. Other than that, the whiskey's great. It was just tons of fun. That's tons awesome. Of fun. And you caught up with Mr. Martin Taylor. Yes, I did. I hung out with Martin in his hometown is he, there. Is we, he Scottish? Yes, he's Scottish. Oh, he's a Scotsman. Oh, yes. And did you play with the musicians there? That No, no, um, no. But... Uh, it was cool. I saw Martin, and we hung out in a pub and uh, shot the shit and reminisced about all the times we'd played together and seen each other on the road. What about playing guitar together? We didn't get a chance oh, to play. Oh, but a boom. No, you missed that. Oh, you oh, didn't that. Get... oh that. I guess what you did. No, he's not my type. <laughs> and he, he said he would come on the show. He said he would be happy to come on the show anytime he's, he happens oh, that'd be to great. be around. I, he's, he's very much a... A Scottish gentleman, isn't he? He's very Martin. much, but he's funny, and, and there's some famous things that he's done that are incredible practical jokes. So. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be fun. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. And Scott, what have you been up to? Uh, the only thing, that gig-wise, is I went to Atlanta for two days and played in Atlanta with some local musicians there who were really, really good players. Yeah. Great players. Wow. And um, I subbed for Larry Coriel. Because Larry was booked, and he had to go into the hospital for some kind of procedure, I think on his sinuses. Right. And the procedure didn't go that well, and he didn't, and so he had to stay longer than he thought. So um, the club called me, and and I came and played for two nights, four shows, two shows a night. And it was really fun. They were just playing standards, and, you know, I sent the guys a couple Easy Weather Report tunes and a couple Herbie Hancock tunes and stuff. Yeah. So we just didn't want to play swing all night, you know, so we'd have some funk to stuff too. Yeah. And it was yeah. really fun. And these guys could really play. Jeez, they were awesome. So uh, just I, I had, a three piece? No, there's a keyboard player and a bass player and yeah. a drummer. Wow. And uh yeah, they were all really good. So That's I cool. had a wonderful time. Just had, you know, just short notice and um actually got another call to do a tour to replace Mike Stern because apparently Mike Stern just broke both of his shoulders. Ooh, what? what happened? I don't know. He fell or something. He was chasing a cab down or something and he fell, hit it, hit really hard on the curb and broke both shoulders. And 
they were leaving in two days. This is the Bill Evans, Mike Stern right. band. Oh, so you're going to do that? No, I can't. I can't do it. I oh, just, I had man. to turn it down because I'm going to Europe in October and my agent is really busting his ass booking gigs in October. And if I go over there now, it's going to mess his tour up. Right. I can't do it. You know, that would be really wow. uh, not right of me to do that. As much as I'd love to play with Bill and it's Dennis Chambers. And, oh, and, man, uh, right. And, uh, and, um, Oh boy, bass player, bass player, super Tom, famous. Tom Kennedy, Brian Bromberg. No, plays with the Stone, Daryl Jones. Oh, Daryl Jones. Daryl Jones. So I mean, it's a great band. And yeah, I would right. love to play with those guys, and I told him so, but yeah. I just couldn't. Uh, you just know, scheduling wise. Yeah, scheduling wise, it yeah. just doesn't work. Wow, and, I hope uh, Mike's doing okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting to call him until I maybe a week or two until yeah. he gets. I don't even know if he can pick up a cell phone right now. I have no idea. Yeah, I talked to Dennis about it, and Dennis yeah. was like, whoa. This has just been the worst time right now. You know about El, uh, Anton Yelchin, who just died. Um, he played Chekhov in yeah, uh, Star yeah, Trek, yeah. Yep. And, and and his Cherokee Jeep Cherokee just rolled over him. Oh, yeah, that, yeah him the kid. Pinned him up against it's... the gate and killed him. In Studio City. Yeah, was, yeah, and this, it's really sad for, for us because his mom and dad, that's their only son, and they've been Angela's ice skating coaches for... Oh, no way. At least oh. five years, six years, so we know them really well. Oh, so oh man, just, uh, so heartbreaking. Just, and I, I'm such a huge Star Trek fan, yeah. and, you know, Star Trek Beyond is coming out, and... I'm gonna cry all the way through it. Yeah. If I see him, and I, it's just, it's just horrible. That was 20, 27 years old. His whole life ahead of him, such a yeah. stupid accident. Yeah, and and you know that those cars had a recall, those Jeep Cherokees. Jesus. You know, it's such a weird thing. If he just had to put on the emergency brake, it wouldn't have happened. It could have popped out of park, and it would have stayed there. And, you know, I, I can remember from the time I owned my first decent car, the car dealer telling me, always put the emergency brake on before you let off the brake. Because if you don't, if you're on any kind of incline, the car rolls a little bit and the gears stop it from rolling. It's terrible for the transmission. The transmission will last a lot longer right. if you use the emergency brake so it can't roll back on the gears. Right. And so I just do it by instinct. I just always put the emergency brake on any time... I put the car in park, and he didn't do that. And and I do so, that when I play too. Yeah, so right. he just so he just you know the car's sitting there and just pops out of park and rolls back. I mean, fuck. Ah man, Unbelievable. That's, that's just so heartbreaking. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that bad. really that really it was just such a freak weird accident for a young guy to be I know. taken like that. I know. Just horrible and what they're going through they really mm -hmm. feel sad for them that's just horrible. yeah well, that was the, that was my i've been just trying to get over that for the last two weeks yeah. you know i've just been bummed out for two weeks thinking about it right yeah and 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 now mike breaks both his shoulders of yeah, what <laughs> jesus just weird things yeah. you know, it's been a weird, rough month, weird accidents that of, you don't expect yeah. to happen Fuck, man. I'm sure, yeah, that's, that's the last thing he mode. thought was going to happen, chasing a cab down. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right. Fuck. Right. But anyway, let's talk about something 
and more then, positive. And then the FBI got a hold of my emails. That was really <laughs> <a> bad. <thing. laughs> well, I told you, don't do it from that bloody old phone you got. You're asking for trouble. Well, man, here's the deal about emails. I just want to say something about emails to everybody. When you send an email, you send an email. So you send it to somebody. So it's like, who gives a fuck whether I have it? I send it to somebody. If there's something I did wrong, it's going to come out because people are going to tell people about it. It's like as if, you know, I'm the only owner of my emails. You, you know, you, you, there's a thing. Don't write anything in an email you don't want published the front page of the LA Times because it's going to be there. And everybody knows that. So why anybody's making a big deal about my emails or Donald Trump's emails? It's like bullshit. Yeah. You know? Fuck it's, that. Anyways, it's everybody be healthy and happy. But we got great news to share with people. What's that? Great news. Oh. Great Exceptional news. news. Exceptional news. Unbelievable news. This is incredible. I'm, I'm getting excited. a boner thinking about it. <laughs> I'm not looking over there. <laughs> I'm just turning around. No, really, dig this. We have the winners of our contest. Oh, yes. I should add Everybody applause. Everybody applaud. Yeah. We, uh, we will be announcing over the next week the winners of our contest we'll, and sending out prizes. Will we post the winners on... Facebook. Facebook on Monday when this episode comes out? Yes. Yeah, all right. Well, we're actually, it. yes. Okay, we're going to be honest with you people. We're not, we don't do these shows live always. Oh, so, uh, yes, when you're hearing this, we're actually recording it a couple days early. And we will start posting winners. And just stay tuned. And even if you don't catch it, you will just receive your gifts in the mail. Yeah. And we just want to thank everybody for participating and it was really hard deciding who the winners were My because God, it was a lot many, of really creative. Was it like thousands of pitches? Stuff. How many thousands of pitches did we I have don't to go know. through? It, it crashed our server, and then we got involved with the State Department. Then the FBI had to get involved again, and it was just, it got rough. It but, did get rough. But anyways, and then we also have another amazing announcement. This is pretty amazing. This one is really amazing. This is the announcement of the Guitar Wank Roadshow. I knew, I knew you were going to say that. That's the official name? This Right now it is. I like it. I like and, it. Uh, it's a road show for me because i got to drive about 20 minutes to get right, there. Well, you know, in, in L.A., that's just about three blocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but he could walk it in three. Yeah. <laughs> but he won't. Um, so what that means, show. you're asking me, what is the guitar? I, I'm still not 100% sure I know exactly what it means. Okay. We are going to take to the world Guitar Wank. And what that means is there will be a set by my trio, a set by Scott's trio, and then a live audience interactive recording of a Guitar Wank podcast. And this could be done... Anywhere in the world. Anywhere. But our first inaugural one is going to be done in the hallowed halls <laughs> of none other than Musicians Institute in their big great room there yep. in Hollywood. And so what you can expect there is, like I say, a little trio set by me and a little trio set by Scott. And then we get up and we do a thing where people ask questions and we interact with the audience and we do a Guitar Wing podcast, which will be aired. Mm -hmm. Now... It gets even better. 
I know. In that year, do you think nothing could be better than that? Right? <laughs> no. What? I, but there's more. There's right? more. Wow. Wait. There's, there's more. Call now. <laughs> <laughs> there couldn't possibly be more. <laughs> oh, can't, you more. can't take it any Dig higher. Dig this. You might think that only if you were a student at MI could you attend such a wonderful event, this inaugural roadshow occurrence, this this amazing idea, the first time it ever hits the world. But no. We can offer to all of our listeners the opportunity to attend this. Yeah. And all they have to do is just RSVP via our website and make us and we suggest that you make a donation to help cover certain costs of logistics. But we want you to be part of it. And once your name's on the door, you can come into that place and you can enjoy it. Now you're asking, what day is it? I'm sure you're asking me. I'm asking I've got to make sure that I am available on this day, <laughs> that I can set my schedule so I can fly to Los Angeles to be part of this. Right? Okay, what day is it? You sure you want to know? I kind of want to you know. You don't sound excited enough. I, no, I'm trying to, I'm running through my head what I've got going on in September. Is it well, September? you got to kind of be there. I know, but I've got to work out my schedule. What day well, is it? Well, you know, yeah, you, you, know. <laughs> you can always call a sub. Uh, <laughs> it is the first of September. Oh, the first? 9 1. Awesome. It is a Thursday, I believe. Thursday, 9 11. Yeah, it's we'll, Thursday. It's yeah. a Thursday. Is it during the day? Yes, and it's during, during the, the day. day. Okay. It will be from noon to 4, somewhere in that area. We will get the exact time. And it will be on our website. But this is a very exciting thing because Scott's really hoping, I don't give a shit, but Scott's really hoping <laughs> that we can take this on the road and go to all these towns and people get a double bill concert and a chance to participate in a podcast. Imagine that for one night of entertainment. How we'll be- amazing that could be. Sure, you could go hear Chick Corea kind of splatter all over a bunch of chord changes, you know what I mean? But we're going to give you a double bill and a podcast. Yeah, that's that just doesn't happen in this day and age. That doesn't happen. Not, nowhere. Nowhere. Not, and no shipping and handling charges. No, none no. of it. So that's awesome. That's so huge So you can news. pick your splattering or you can take the guitar wake <laughs> road. You can come. And if you, if you hate the podcast that much... You can come and yell abuse. We yeah, accept that you as well. Can, you, can, you can bring an AK and end it all for us. <laughs> yeah, I totally yeah. encourage that because that's kind of popular in this country yeah, at the moment. Yeah, that's getting really popular. Well, at least we'll be famous. <laughs> yeah, we'll go down swinging. That's for sure. Anyways, okay, I'll shut up and let's Scott talk. No, that sounds... You, you said it. I mean, that sounds like a fun day. I'm just... <laughs> I can't, I'll tell you, after such a rough month, I couldn't be more excited to look in the future and see Guitar Wake Roadshow and all these great winners for all these people who did these really creative pictures. Man, it, it, it reaffirms my faith in humanity. And, and I, it will stay that way until I listen to the news. <laughs> yes. I was just, I just thought of something. Maybe we could hook up with Antique Roadshow and do a double bill. Not a bad idea. Right, right. Uh, you know? Just, just saying, just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I, heard, I heard you were going to be on a reality TV show, Troy. Is that true? Actually, you know what? I, I found out today that we're in the top, the top group of, I guess, people. We've gone to several different le- levels and they like, they like what they're seeing at the moment. Uh-huh. So it could happen. It could actually happen. So Roy is going to be a reality TV show. It's 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 like a porno flipping thing, right? It's a <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of porno flipping. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, cool. There'll be more stuff. But if that actually does happen, 
You'll still get, talk to us? I know Guitar Wank will probably be a guest, have a he guest won't appearance. Remember the little yeah, people right, the little anymore. people. He's little people. Done. I'd be like, uh, hey, can we get that those old guys in for a yeah, day just to yeah. be on the show? And I just want to let you all know that, man, I've scratched my way to the bottom. I plan to stay here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, make uh, sure you have that old lesbian couple on the show. <laughs> we gotta, seriously, we've got to find out who left that comment and give them a prize, because that was a great... That was a good comment. That is actually, since the inception of Guitar Wank, that one thing has made me laugh more than anything else. <laughs> old lesbian couple. Yeah, that, what a nice to, old lesbian to couple. Give, to give people a little backstory on that, there's a... A uh, now infamous in guitar wank lore a picture of me and Scott at Cindy's where we where this whole idea was hatched where we used to hang out and have breakfast. But I hear now that it's closed. Oh my god, really that's sad. just sad. But uh, one of the comments was, "Who's that nice lesbian?" Couple? And what was great is, is that it preceded all these really manly comments. Yeah, like, right. there's. 20 fingers, fingers of, of doom. doom. <laughs> look at those two badass motherfuckers. And then someone's like, look at that nice old lesbian couple. <laughs> it was, it was the mustache so must have given it, really, it away. Really classic. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. We salute you, man. Yeah, right whoever back. you are, that was awesome. Make yourself known, you know, because you will live in our annals or something, something that rhymes with that. <laughs> That was that was really cool. Oh man. <laughs> Absolutely. A lot of stuff happening. We've hit over 25,000 subscribers. I think we're well over that now. That's cool. amazing. That's a that's a batting that's average. That's like a, th a thousand, thousand a week. Yeah. So so thank you if you're one of the thousand and don't don't leave us whatever you do just stay subscribed and go off onto another thing. And all something. the all the donations coming in we thank you so much for oh, all those. Man. That's amazing. I just got to say I finally saved up enough to get a new pair of underwear and I just can't thank you enough. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. And and everybody else thanks you too, I'm sure. But we if you don't want to make a donation Make saw, a donation. Well, if you if you can't make a donation, because some people just can't, they're not in the position. Blog about us. That's right. That's something we haven't right? talked about. You people, you think to yourself, you know, God, I don't really want to give these guys money because I don't like them that much, or I need my money for other things. You know, like my uh, my stamp collection or my Matchbox car collections, whatever. So you need your money for that. But you think to yourself, I still want to do something for Guitar Wank and. I don't really want to buy their CDs or go to their uh, MyMusicMasterclass.com videos. But then there's other things. Just go on some guitar forum and talk about how you know Guitar Wake has been fun for you and that you'd really wish you could give us money, but you're just a cheap bastard that you can't. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Just say something like that. Go on Facebook and tell people about us. Because it, we're just trying to create a community here. We're not, as you notice, we don't sell nothing on this. And we probably will get around to it if somebody asks us to or pays us to. But we aren't now. And uh, so we need your help because Scott really, I mean, he's been wearing the same clothes for the last 26 episodes. So I'm kind of scared about that. Someone told me today that Scott has started a clothing movement at MI. There's, there's students that actually dress, dress the same as Scott. That's scary, man. That's great. I think that's, that's awesome. Really scary. Do they wear the same clothes or did he just share them? 
them with him? Or who is Big Dog anyway? Big Dog Big, is a shirt company. Are they still in business? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they don't. They the one little outlet store that they had in L.A. that was kind of close to me closed down. So I just order their shirts online. Right, I remember dogs. the outlets, but I haven't seen anything they've done in a long time. But they're Yo, still they're living. online. They they're always coming out with new T-shirts with okay. funny stuff because do they make other know, stuff the, too, like regular shirts? Yeah, yeah, things? yeah. But the, their their most famous thing probably is these shirts that I wear because they have something funny on the back. Oh, I know, like, I am. you know, and um, and every time there's a a new movie that comes out, they they put out a a big dog shirt parroting that oh, movie, yeah. you know, only with dogs. Right, sure. So, of course, you know, when, when Star Trek Beyond did comes you out, I bet you they'll have them. Did you ever consider getting a sponsorship <laughs> from them? Uh, no, or, I, I don't or know. Or an I endorsement think, or something? No, I don't think they would know who I am, but I don't know. Well, kind big, of big dog, company. if you're out there, big dog, come yeah. talk to the little dogs. Mm-hmm. Woof, woof. <laughs> big dog, we'll bite your ankles. Yeah, so that's that's kind of cool. Big dog, thank mm-hmm. you very much for being involved in some small way. Yes, dressing guitarists across the land, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. We've got possibly guests on the men. Now you we're had a rant about we're... this, right? You had a rant oh, there was about some guy, guests. Some guy, read that, read that email. Oh, I don't know if I can just find Good it. Maybe I, oh, yeah, I can. I <laughs> it was a Facebook post. No, I saw it here today, and I just I kind of laughed my ass off yeah. at it. Um, maybe you, you laughed your ass off. Well, made he, me feel really special. I'll tell you that. I get, what do you say? Listen to it. I hear it. Here, here we go. You want me to read the whole thing? Well, yeah, just, I'll read the whole thing because it's uh-oh. fun. Okay. All right, Leonard. Leonard, Leonard. No, we don't have to use his name. Well, I just Leonard. did, so it's too late now. Yeah. I normally do not write into podcasts, but had to this time. When I was in California last month, I went out of my way to see Bruce Foreman in Santa Cruz and loved his show and playing, but I cannot say the same for the podcast. It sounds like Bruce and Scott learned two riffs and verb and verbally keep playing, saying the same pattern each week. I could not do a better job as I'm not on the air. You need to bring on other musicians to join them. Thank you for listening, Len. Thanks, Len, for that positive feedback. <laughs> yeah, you know, anything I can do for you, I just like love you. I'm glad you like my music, but you're probably not going to like it after what I say now. <laughs> so, so what's your thoughts on that, Bruce? Well, my thought is, is that, you know, I mean, we're here hanging and we're sharing our shit with you. And if you don't dig it, it's fine. You can go somewhere else. But I'm sure I'd really love to hear you let your aunts out or... Rearrange your sock drawer. That's probably what you do for excitement on a Monday night. <laughs> you know, and like, and we would get other guests here, but I don't know if you know this, but most of those great guitar players you think you want as guests have trouble tying their shoes, <laughs> much less speaking in complete sentences or saying anything of value. So to assume that just because they play great, they're interesting people, you know, we've tried having them on there, and they're just like basically they're these people who we have to have to fucking help them find their ass with both hands, man. You know what I mean? I mean, these guys can open a guitar case, but I'm not so sure I'd let them help them remote control to my television. You know what I mean? So I mean, as soon as we find somebody that's got something interesting to say, they'll be on here. And Leonard, if you got something better to do, like maybe uh, have dinner with your ex-wife, go ahead. Hey, <laughs> gay. Well, what do you say, Scott? I agree. We we I'd love to have some guests on the show, but they have to 
be fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> Hold it. That was but in one of the other emails. But I just have seen some, 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 listened to some podcasts and seen some musicians being interviewed that are just so dry. And, and all they're and, interested in selling their product. It's or, not, it's you know. not funny and it's not entertaining. And, and, uh, we have to have the right people as guests. They and have to will. be fun, and fun guys and that are fun to, to hang with. So and if we're that uninteresting, I'm sorry, Leonard. You know, I really appreciate you dig our music, and that's really what we do best, anyways. So, you're right. I'll I'll I'll, I'll revise, and I'll, I I actually I'm going to go to a doctor and get a personality transplant next week. <laughs> <laughs> why we're why we're in the gutter, we can say that, Scott. <laughs> Don't ever use the term we dis- we agree to disagree unless you want to sound like Speaker of the House Paul Ryan. How about using we disagree? When did I say let's we, agree to disagree? At uh, some point you might have. You probably, maybe you have, but uh, I, I think it was more about I'm not going to mention any names maybe, but I don't know. But that's what oh, he's saying. I have no idea. Okay, well, I don't right. have any problem with that. Let's disagree. Bruce, several... <laughs> I disagree with that. I I agree. Let's agree to just disagree there. I disagree to agree. Can we do that? He says, I appreciate the absolute wild abandonment you exhibit in your playing. Sometimes it's a little out there for my taste, but you bring it, you always bring it back down to earth with absolute grace. Wow. That's what he says. Really? Oh, thanks. Was that well, was to Scott, right? Yeah, that was to Scott. Now, Bruce, you get a, you get a one, two. No, because that, that was wank, not me for sure. Wank casts ago, you used the term optics instead of just saying that something looks bad bullshit i didn't hear you use the terms through the lens or through the prism but those are bullshit terms too what uh, what, well, what okay is? okay you know i mean i'm sorry if i used the term that that caused you such a bad allergic reaction <laughs> in fact i did use the term correctly in terms of the english language so uh, I'll choose to only use small syllable words so you'll understand it better and not be well, so what's, what, what was the word you used it optics. in like? Optics. The what? optics of something, the way something looks. Oh, oh okay. I mean, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry. You know, really, man. Yeah, I'm, you should you know, be, man. God damn it. Really? You know, <laughs> I mean, I'll try Really, to, man. Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe, maybe I'll just come up with a few dozen words and make sure they're cleared with everybody before I speak from now on. But he wants to say, i got to say, he went to Bruce's Three Things presentation at Kumbaya? At Kumba, yeah. Kumba. Oh, I know this guy. He's just boasting my balls. Yeah, he's Eric. Yeah, you know, I just got to say, for for a guy of his age, he looks pretty bad. <laughs> then Trio, he said he went there for your show and he was blunt. He loved it. Yow. No, says. we yeah, man. You know, I, I just I'm trying to bust everybody's balls and maybe I talk too much like a like an educated person because I'm not one. <laughs> and then he says, Troy, please get Steve Lukather in for an interview. <laughs> Well, now that now there's a fun guy. There's a fun guy, and not only that, I have I have personally messaged Steve two or three times. And I'm sure that it's going into some spam filter. Because, oh, okay. Because I know him, and he'd be happy to be on here. Oh, yeah, he'd love to come. And on he here. would be a guy that I mean, like I've, I've two or three times I've already asked him. Yeah. And he just he just hasn't heard it because I know he'd want to come. Mm-hmm. So if anybody knows him or if anybody can think Let's of a way leaked. to let him know that Bruce Foreman has a couple of messages in his spam filter that he should look at, yep. 
he would be a great guy to have. Yeah, he and he be. would really do a great job of offending the one that, that doesn't like the, all the cursing. Yeah. If we get Luke on here, <laughs> I mean, that one guy, that guy will not want to listen to that show because no, Luke I think is all much about all of you will want us. <laughs> you know, the guy who, who, who thought we were boring, he's going to want us to go back to a duo after he's Luke. You know? <laughs> Luke, Luke will go totally X-rated, triple X-rated on here, and I love we'll it. Raise some eyebrows. That's cool. I love. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what a monster. Yeah, That's we're, just we're so great. we love to have a lot of people yeah. on here. You know, but basically, there's not a whole lot of people want to hang out with us. Well, how, how about Lance? Landau. Would Landau be? I don't no, know. Landau. Mike doesn't like this kind of stuff. <clears throat> he doesn't. Nah, he, he doesn't want to talk about. But if we this got him, no. Drunk, but if we just talk about fun. anything with Mike, I want to yeah, get into the psyche. I, it's. <laughs> you want to get him on the couch, yeah. and then you want to do something different. No, can we get a few drinks into him, and will that loosen oh, him up? Oh, that'll, that'll definitely do it. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's get him over just for that a couple would be of drinks. Great. Would he yeah. be down for a couple of drinks? Absolutely. I'd love to have a couple of drinks with Landon. Mike's That'd be awesome, fun. man, and he's a fun guy. And you know, he just doesn't like to. Oh, I, I think he's had so many people ask him so many questions about gear I don't that want, he's sick of it. I and don't he, want to ask anything about gear. I want to I talk about think, stories. I also think he assumes right. that when anybody wants to talk to him, they want to talk about gear. Right. And and I have just as many questions about his music as I have about his gear. Yeah. But because I love his tunes and yep. I love the way he plays and and I have like music questions for him. The, you know, and of course I've got gear <clears throat> questions for him too because he does get beautiful tone. Yeah. But but I think he gets tired of well, first of all, I would just go come right out and say that I think he's one of the most underrated guitar players oh, in history. He's so incredible. So so I I think that there must be part of him that that's thinking all these guys care about is gear. Right. Because I've written all this great music, I've played all this fantastic shit. And all they want to talk about is gear. Yeah, if yeah. I was Mike, I'd be pretty bitter and pissed off because of that. You know, it's like he can't help it that he just gets great tone and that everybody just keeps bugging him about what kind of gear he uses. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times these guys forget that he's one of the best guitar players on the fucking planet when it yeah. comes to blues rock. There's not too many guys that can even touch him. No. So, so he's, he's, in my opinion, he's right up there with Jeff Beck and Jimi Hendrix. And I'd say he's the only guy I could think to put up there wow. that high. Yep. So I, I oh, just... We should try and get him. And know, let's not talk about gear. I'd love to yeah, talk about his raging yeah, honky stuff. Yeah, and, you know, those are oh, awesome Oh, man, band. I, I played that shit to death. He's so yeah, good. Me too. I played that album in my car for, for months. Yeah. Just, and I, I, just the whole vibe yeah, of that album. He's, that, just, yeah. he's a wonderful guitar player. Uh, he he would be fun. I'd like to yeah. meet him too. It'd be really cool. So yeah. we're gonna, I'm going to push for it. People were trying to get him. So yeah. um, that'd be really cool. I've reached out to Greg Cock. <laughs> Troy's drunk already. Oh, no, God. I'm not. Already already drunk. Drunk. No, I'm not. I haven't had a drink. <laughs> it's only half Greg, an hour in and Greg he's already Koch. wasted. Koch. Greg Koch. Sorry, Greg. I'm kidding. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. So, yeah. so um, uh, he'd be great. Coke. I was trying to think. Coke. Of... <laughs> Coke. Coach. Um, <laughs> you got any questions for us? For oh, email mate, questions. Shit Man, we're push. doing good so far. I'm feeling really good. Everybody hates our shit. I can't believe that we have anybody still listening to us. Yeah, I've got I've got three questions out of the thou- twenty five thousand of people that listen to the show. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, we just sound depressing now, don't we? <laughs> We're like, oh, oh no man, one loves I'm not depressed. I think no. it's great people send in their opinions. Yeah, it's cool. it's, it's cool. Oh, I had a question here for for Bruce. Oh um, god, this one's. To Is Bruce. this about gear? No, it's not about gear. It's about gear. Charlie Parker. <laughs> so he's he's heard Bruce talk about hearing this this musical phrase hearing, and he's he's not really grasping it, especially when he said. Uh, he also talked about hearing when he went into um, burn to learn rant. What? You know, you'll burn... Say that in English. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking fast <laughs> okay. Australian. Burn to learn. Burn when you're ranting. to learn. Yes. Yeah, burn to learn. Burn to learn. <laughs> burn to learn, yeah, boy. Yeah. Um, can Bruce elaborate on what it means to hear something and perhaps an example of hearing something versus, versus not hearing something? Like, I guess... You guys talk about you're not hearing something and you're hearing it. Right. And and I guess I just assume that everybody knows what I mean. And well, I'm not hearing what you really mean. Okay. 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 Well, oh, boom. Troy, Troy has a perfect ear. It doesn't have a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my asshole. <laughs> Anyways. But no, what I mean is when you go to play music, what I mean by hearing is when you play what you want to play, you actually hear it in your head. You hear, you know, you conceive of not just the note and the rhythm, mm -hmm. but the dynamic and the tone and the way you get into it and the attitude of it and the delivery of it, all of that. You hear it in context when you play it so that you can bring it out of yourself in, through your instrument. That's what I mean by hearing. And the best way to really do that is to take a melody you know. I don't care if it's Happy Birthday or the Star Spangled Banner or whatever, a song. Mm -hmm. And just to play it, but really play it exactly as you're hearing it like you want. How, note, how long the notes last, how loud each note is, what kind of embellishment or ornamentation the note has. Do you understand what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, to really hear what you want to have happen, sort of simultaneously, but it's a little bit before. It's this weird sort of thing the brain does when it makes music. And to really hear what's happening also opens you up to hearing what's going on around you. And so many people learn through the mechanics of scales and knowledge, well, this is this chord, if I play this scale or if I play this lick over this group of things, you know, this will work. And they're right. Except for it loses all its musical value because you're not hearing anything. Mm. You're just thinking something. So what, what, what becomes detached from the DNA of that is the, is the dynamics and the, the shading of the time and the ornamentation and the embellishment and the and intent, the emotional intent and the musical intent. That's what I mean by hearing is by really being, hearing that sound and, and willing it out of your instrument, but also in so doing, being able to hear what's happening around you and opening yourself up to the possibilities that could happen next and to allow all that music that you've heard in your life and all those ideas that are there in your brain, printed on your hard drive, to come out because you're not forcing a bunch of thought processes to control the musical process. That's what I mean by hearing. Is is that sort of clear? Yeah, that's a great 
Okay. And I'm sorry if it's like, is this, I know because we say hearing and obviously I know what it means to me. And I guess, you know, I just assumed everybody knew what I was talking about because it is hearing. Yeah. yeah. It is, you know, I mean, to really hear music when, you know, you know about listening to music, but do we know about hearing music? Ah, see that, that's, yeah. Not to confuse the two. Right. Yeah, I would pitch in and just say that when when I hear a student, one of my students, playing with no clue, you know, just playing a bunch of scales that just sounds like it just doesn't mean anything. It's not telling a story. It just it's just sort of like masturbation, you know. And but, I but not as much fun. Not as much fun, <laughs> yeah. especially to listen to. So so I just tell them to stop, and I just tell them to just we'll play over like just an A minor vamp, mm -hmm. something like that. And I'll just say, pick two notes in your head and imagine what they sound like and pick a rhythm. Think of a rhythm. Like just hear it in your head. Two notes and a rhythm. And it, they can repeat. You can repeat one or both of the two notes as many times as you like, but hear it and then see if you can reproduce it on the instrument. Mm. That's it. You know, could be something simple, you know, just like a C and a D or C and an E flat. Just some kind of little thing, a little blues lick. Hear it first in your head and then reproduce it on your axe. Mm -hmm. and, and when they do it, they realize how completely different it is than what they've been doing. Yeah. It's, it's nothing like it. It, it. It's just, it's completely polar opposite of what they've been doing, that process. Because all they were doing before was doing what somebody taught them to do, like mm. play a bunch of notes from this scale on this chord, but you can tell that it doesn't mean anything to them. It's just, they're just, they're just, I don't know what it is. It's sort of like painting by numbers. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like you've got the numbers and you know which paint color to use because the number tells you to do it, so you do it. Done. It, it, it doesn't mean anything because it's, it's not creative. It's just doing a task. Yeah. But this isn't doing a task. This is real creativity. Just to pick a couple of notes, imagine a rhythm, hear something in your head that you created and reproduce it on your guitar or your instrument. And that's creativity. Mm. That's hearing something. They heard it, and now they're going to play it. So it's sort of like they, just like when we talk. We have an idea, then we express it. We don't need to think about the words because we know them. Yeah, yeah. Since we were kids, we just express the idea. And these guys, since they don't really know the words that well, and even if they do, if they're missing the creative aspect of the of the music, those the, those words aren't going to sound like anything. It's just going to be it's going to be like a bunch of correct text with no sentences and paragraphs and question marks and periods and paragraphs, and it's just going to be a bunch of bullshit. Right. Hard on the eyes, hard to read, hard to listen to. Mm -hmm. So if they can't if they can't be creative and if they don't know what create creativity is, which is basically what Bruce is saying, hearing things in your head before you play them, then they're really missing out on what music is all about. You know, and they're just sort of painting by numbers. So that's it. Yeah. It's as simple as that. It's not like rocket science or anything. It's just a process that we, some teachers don't seem to realize the validity 
of that to not only teach their teach their students the tools of improvisation but to teach them to use their right brain that's what it's about mm. you know when an artist paints a picture they're using their right brain to paint that picture not their left brain going well i learned the color blue and i learned the color if i mix blue with yellow i get green i mean it's it's technical yeah it, it, it has no place really in what they're trying to paint and is that when you listen to guitar players you guys can hear that straight away that there's that disconnect and they're well, just playing any professional guitar player who calls himself a professional improviser is gonna be able to do this yeah, yeah. I mean I, I, I think there's very few professional improvisers out there that people know about that are incapable of being creative mm, yeah. I mean that's step number one and they, if you yeah, they hear be, what they're doing yeah. yeah most of them do I can actually name a few that don't well there I you won't go. But <laughs> okay but you know I mean but you know you know what this sounds like I mean particularly in jazz it's very prevalent a guy who sounds like he's taking a solo but really, his solo is nothing but two bar solo, two bar solos that happen all stuck together. Oh, he's just making the change. He just plays the lick over one event, and then another harmonic event, and he plays something over that, and another harmonic event, and he plays something over that, and you know, or she, you know, what I mean, it's just like this. It's like he's starting a new solo every time. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to pay attention to what they're doing now because it's not going to have anything to do with what's going to happen next. And uh, they're not hearing anything. They're just thinking their way through it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just, you know, I mean, I'm sorry that it seems so obtuse, but the real easy way to do it is, like Scott said, pick a couple of notes or just play a simple melody. Yeah. And you'll realize that you hear inflections. You hear shadings. There's ornaments that you want to add. You want to, you want to emphasize certain things. And that's showing you that that's there in yourself. And you can hear, and you can do that. And then you need to take that to everything you do. And when you take that to everything you do, you start to open yourself up to be able to hear what's going on around you. And then you get into this big hearing place of, it's like a growing process, of where you get to a place and you ask yourself, what do you hear? Because you know that there's a lot of options at that moment. And you wait for that to come to you. And that's mm -hmm. truly, like, look, you got Chick Corea and Herbie Hancock and Keith Jarrett. Those are three guys that can do anything they want. They were classical prodigies. They're great jazz musicians. They're, they've, they've played various styles of music and are masters of them all. And yet they sound completely different. Mm. Why? Because they hear differently. They're all great geniuses of their instrument. They play differently because they hear differently. That's what I'm talking about. That's a good one. Yeah. It's easy. It's we, can't, we have to agree to agree here. Yeah. <laughs> we agree. Yeah, pretty much agree. <laughs> but it's easy to get caught up. I think a lot of guitar players get caught up in the technical, the speed, and all that other stuff. Yeah. And you forget about it. It's like flying. Well, yeah. It's, yeah it's the teacher's fault. Because if the teacher well, even people that are learning from home or learning from just watching. Yeah. Or yeah, but if you're in a school or something and you've got teachers and they're not teaching you the things that we're saying right mm -hmm. now, they're not good teachers. Yeah, yeah. Because it's sort of it, it's sort of like uh, it's like teaching a kid to talk and teaching him the words, but not teaching him how to say sentences 
or learn sentences or learn, you know, the meaning of phrases, you know, that they're trying to say. It's just yeah. a language is yeah. all it is. But, the, but, but in, when you have a language, you've got the technical side and you've got the creative side. And you've got to nurture them both at the same time. Yeah. It's too many people just technical, 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 technical. And by the time they should be old enough to really be able to say something on their instrument, they can't. And it's just because no one said, hey, dude, you sound really mechanical. You don't sound like you're telling a story at all. You sound like you're practicing. Right. When are you going to play a real solo that has a beginning, a middle, an end, and really says something? You know, do, somebody has to sit them down and, and, and see, that's my job at school when I, where I teach. I don't give out information. I say, you want that? You go to your classes. That's where they give out information. I'm here to make you sound the best you can sound with whatever it is you know right now at this moment. Right. That's my job. So that's all I deal with all day. You know, if someone asks me, show me the fingering for a diminished scale, I just say, get out of my room. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to show you where to put your fucking fingers. You know, learn that in your class. Yep. Come in here when you want to learn how to play some music. And then, you know, the guys that come in to my room, they say, okay, let's play a song. And I won't even play with them unless we're playing a song, a blues, even if it's just a one, three, one, you know, like a one, four, five rock blues or, or anything, any simple standard, what, it doesn't matter. One chord vamp. The, pa the fact is we're playing a song. Right. And they have to play a solo that sounds good. And I'm going to stop them every time they do something that's dumb. <laughs> And I'm going to say, why did you do that? I mean, that didn't make any musical sense. Here's why. Show them. That, that kind of thing. Your time. Like, you're all over the place. Why aren't you playing in time? Why are you rushing and dragging? This kind of stuff. Mm. Why aren't you repeating anything you play? Well, how come you forget everything you play as soon as you play it and you never play it again? This kind of stuff. Now, I'm trying to teach them how to be creative and tell a story with whatever they know, even if it's just a pentatonic scale. And that's my job. So that's why, since it's my job, I'm so uh, conscious of it when I hear people that are playing, but it doesn't sound very good. Mm, right. It's easy to see why it doesn't sound very good because you can see that it's all technical and no there's no creativity in it. Do you ever have this big fear that some night you're out hearing some band somewhere? You're just hanging out, you know, having a taste, listening to a band play, and that somehow out of like knee jerk reaction, you'll rush up on the stage and say, Wait a minute, why did you play that? Can't you listen to this? Couldn't you hear the change? You like, Why didn't yeah. you? you I'd be like, Joe worry that, like, this. Like, like that some moment you'll just like break out and like lose it, and like there you'll be. I'd be like, Joe Pass, because that's <laughs> yeah. what he used to say to me sometimes. I'd be playing with him at school, and he'd just look at me and go, Why the fuck did you play that? <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, I no worry idea. that someday I'll have some sort of Alzheimer's that'll you know make me like 
I'll be sitting there listening, and I'll just jump up on the stage and go, "Why did you play that?" <laughs> you know? Oh, I want to be there for that. Yeah, that would be well, so great. bad. Would yeah. be, I'm so worried that's going to. Well, happen. actually, you know, as I, as I head into geezer to I'm really worried. But that you know, that's you probably happen. do do that at school because you've probably got live b- bands playing, and you probably. But have I never, to go I there. never break into it then. Oh yeah, I, I wait till see, after. See, we do, we we do it. Oh, you do, yeah. Yeah, when I'm asked to do a clinic, like I just did a clinic in Italy on this last tour. I did a little clinic tour, like yep. six clinics in Italy. And um, the guy who books the, the tour asked me, would I mind, instead of doing a workshop like I usually do, would you mind actually listening to bands and playing with, with student bands? And I said, no, that's cool. You know, whatever you want me to do, I'm cool with it. So that's what I did. Yep. So. I would stop them as soon well, as I heard different. them. That's yeah. different. I mean, as soon as, as soon as they start playing and I hear something like terribly wrong, I have to go, okay, stop, stop, stop. Okay, do you hear what you just did? That's bad. Because because of what you just did, that really bummed him out. He looks like he's gonna cry. He's really mad at you right now. <laughs> and, and, you know, well, that's great shit. You don't want to. You don't have this guy as an enemy for the rest of your life. So uh, apologize for what you just did, and let's take it again. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's what that's what the whole you know the rules of engagement are set up. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, expect, if that was the case, they're expecting you once, to stop. Once I did, <laughs> once I did sort of do that, and it was a clinic, but I wasn't even teaching at it. I was just in the audience watching, and this was in in Italy too. And Alice Marcellus and Alvin Batiste, these New Orleans cats, these great cats, were teaching. They were really nice, a little too nice. And these kids were playing this really simple little New Orleans song that they'd taught them. And they were all trying to play all their hippest shit, and they were all getting lost in this simple song. And Ellis and Alvin really didn't do anything about it. They were just kind of like, let it go. And I was just like, I just kind of lost it, and I just stood up from the background and said, wait a second. And they, everybody looks at me and says, look, guys, here's the deal. You have one main responsibility. That is not to get lost. I said, so whatever you're doing that's making you get lost, don't do that. You know, just play music and listen to what's going on around you, and then start stretching what you do according to what you can do. But, you know, you're in a band... And you have a responsibility to the group to hold your own. And if you are doing something that's in your own head, like copying Kurt Rosenwinkel or whoever you think, or Dennis Chambers or whoever you think it is, and you're turning the time around or you're going to the wrong part of the song at the wrong time and you can't even hear it, then stop doing that. <laughs> it, you know, that, I mean, I'm like, and they are like, for the rest of that whole week, I was known as kind of the asshole dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, is that really being an asshole? They were like shitting on me. He was the Simon Cowell of the. Of the, of the <laughs> but you know what I mean? I can but, say that. But, but my point is come on, I'm going to say this to everybody. We have one big responsibility if we play mm. band music. Ultimately, it's don't get lost. Stay with everybody. Because mm-hmm. if you get lost, you're, a, you're just a drag to the group. So whatever you think you're doing that's more important than staying with the music, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I have the biggest problem with, and it's so silly, simple volume. 
issues. Right. Like they'll start playing and one guy's like way louder than right, everybody right, else. Right. And I'll go, what? what? Do you hear that you're louder than everybody and that, else? There, there's another good example yeah. of the you word know, hearing. Yeah. Because let's face it. When you learn your instrument, and I don't care if it's a guitar or whatever, mm. it could be a bassoon or a French horn or a fucking, you know, fartophone. <laughs> you know, you, the first thing you learn about every instrument is how to make it louder and softer. It doesn't take a week to learn that. Yeah. It doesn't take a month to learn that. It literally takes seconds to learn this on the instrument. So if you play too loud or too soft, that means one thing and one thing only you're not listening to what's going on around you and mm-hmm. you're not hearing it. Yeah. That's all that means. And I've had guitar players get up there and play a solo and I can't <laughs> hear a note they're playing. The bass player and drummer nah, and the yeah. other guitar players playing really loud rhythm guitar and the guy that's up there soloing <laughs> is just, you can't hear a single note. How, I'm like, dude, can you even hear yourself? How, but how often I don't is think that can. with even live, like, even pro yeah. bands where yeah. the guitarist takes a solo and either the sound guy hasn't turned him up or he's not loud enough on stage or something's gone wrong. He's either way too loud or way yeah. too soft. Yeah. I mean, I've seen yeah. Brad Paisley but, okay, do that. You know? That, if it's the problem of a sound man, yeah, that's different. the yeah. guy never yeah. knows. Yeah. Yeah. If the stage volume, if he's too loud or too soft, it's because he's not listening. Yeah. He's not paying attention and he's not hearing. Yeah. And that yeah. is, I'm sorry... That is the cardinal sin. I mean, I know I said getting lost is also a cardinal sin, and it is. But that's another one. But it's another <laughs> that's one. a big one. It's another one. But, I mean, how hard is it? Yeah. I mean, with a guitar, it's like a knob. Yeah. And playing a little harder. Yeah. With a trumpet, it's like blowing a little harder. I mean, really, is this like, God, I'm surprised these people can put their pants on in the morning. <laughs> uh, but it is these major things, and they, they seem dumb, to us, but they're these people that just, they don't have experience playing. They just really don't know. They don't have a clue. So, so they're probably to, thinking about a hundred things at once. Yeah, and yeah, and they're just, they're and freaking they're just themselves out. not them thinking two about. Two important things, keeping your place and not playing too loud or too soft. Yeah. You know? And there are times, to be honest with you, where if I feel the band is playing too loud, I will purposely play too soft and, and try and see how long they get before they, that's Get a it. great trick. And, it, and it's a way that, like, sometimes they never do, and I just give up. And in my mind, I'm going, I'm not going to play with these guys too much. I've seen a vocalist do that in a loud loud pub. Yeah. And he got up there and just started singing without the microphone. Yeah. Loud pub. Place, you can't mm-hmm. hear a thing. And within a minute, the whole pub was, you, you could mm-hmm. hear a pin drop. Right. It was like, oh, that was a good So that's move. a great technique. Yeah, that's a great but, technique. But that's purposeful. Yeah. That is like, I yeah. hear this music, it's too loud, I want it softer, I'm going to play down here and see, have everybody come down to my level. And sometimes they won't. And then what did you learn from that? Well, you learned that you couldn't control that situation, but you also learned that maybe these people you're playing with aren't people you want to choose to play with too much more. You know, the, or the situation, you know what I mean? You learn from it, but... If as long as you know you're doing it, then you know you're doing it. Yeah. He has. Uh, I saw Philip Sace at the Baked Potato. Have you ever seen Philip play? No. He's no. great, man. He's a great blues player. He's. I don't want to say he sounds like Steve Ray Vaughan, but there's some Steve Ray Vaughan influence there. Yep. But he plays a lot more notes than Steve Ray Vaughan. He's more of a chops kind of a Steve Ray Vaughan style player, right. but he's really good. Yep. And he sings great, and it's just a good blues show. And there's this moment in the night where 
he sings without the microphone and he turns the, the guitar off. So it's just, it's a strat. But you <laughs> I mean, can still hear it. You can still hear it, but the room's got to be dead pin quiet, right? But you can hear him and he's playing some chords and then playing some soloing on his strat with no amp. Yep. And you know how soft the strat, strat is with is, no yeah. amp. And even if he sings loud, he's going to drown his guitar out. So he sings very soft and plays his strat and he's playing some hellacious bluesy licks and it's like the kind of shit that you would normally play turned up to 20 blowing people's ears out and he's playing it whisper quiet that's cool and it's badass what's his you name just go, philip sace very great guitar player oh, i don't know if um, i've seen him on yeah. facebook recently yeah he's he's a badass cat man he can really play yeah and sing and he's he's really good and uh, so, so yeah. If he ever comes to, to town, go go check him out because he nice. he's a really great blues player. But uh, it gets great tone too. Yeah, wonderful tone. So yeah, I was just impressed by that because he brought the whole house down to this whisper level quiet thing and did this. And <laughs> I've never seen an electric guitar player do yeah, that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's really good. But yeah, that's something that that the students they, you know. Then after that, you can get you can nitpick a little more like. You know, I'd, I'd tell you the truth. I don't think I would stop the band for any other thing than those two reasons. Mm. Loud, you know, serious volume problems or losing your place problems. That's really the only reason to stop them. Then you let them go, and then after they finish, you can, you can nitpick about, well, the performance was cool except for this or except for that. And yeah. Yeah, I try not to stop them, except, but that's major, man. When there's a volume screw up or a losing your place screw up, you got to stop them. Yeah. <laughs> you can't let them keep going like that. Yeah. And even there's sometimes I've stopped them where a, a drummer will. I would stop drummers more than anybody. Yeah. Because sometimes drummers, you know, when they start taking off and they're not paying attention to what the other guys are playing. Oh, really? That happens? <laughs> yeah. It really? They start, like, like fun. It's hard chopping to out like a guy's <laughs> playing whole notes on the guitar and the drummer's back there <laughs> chopping out. And I go, like, wait, dude, what inspiration did you have to do that? I don't remember giving anybody giving you the inspiration to just chop out like that for no reason. And now the groove's gone. And, and why? Did you do it? I mean, I can understand if you were going to add a little energy to a very energetic guitar solo, but that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I'm like in his mind, please, please, come on, guitar player, <laughs> do something. <laughs> I can't wait any longer. Well, you yeah, know, it's mutiny. It's, mutiny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like life. the guy's going, look, I've been waiting long enough. You ain't done right. nothing, so I'm going to do something. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's cool, actually. <laughs> The guy's not playing anything interesting. Well, yeah, God damn know, it. You know, you know, play something. And then, then he, yeah, and then he overdrowns him. You know what I mean? Drowns him right out. Yeah. Uh, I hate, yeah.